0: Hello everyone and welcome to episode three of USDGC week. We are clearly through two days. I don't know why we're clearly through, but we are two days it's of clear. the tournament play. Uh, it's been so far, it's been pretty pretty awesome uh, being out there, being on the ground. We got to meet a lot of you guys. We've actually think. Correct me if I'm wrong. I feel like I've met more podcast listeners than YouTube watchers. Yeah, that's what
1: I was thinking. See, I've met the other way around. Oh, okay. Well, so, I guess it's balanced. Maybe it's I, balanced. I think
2: the reason is because at USDGC, you're like the hardcore disc golf fans, and the hardcore disc golf fans like to listen to disc golf podcasts so they don't want you know the stuff we do on youtube is just silly
0: yeah that's just just silly silly. that's just for silly people you know (laughs) you know but we love all those silly people um but with that being said through two days let's go ahead and throw it over uh to myself a few hours ago on the course and hear what all went down And just like that, day two has officially come to a close out here at Throw Pink Women's Disc Golf Championship and the United States Disc Golf Championship. The weather yet again held off near perfect conditions. A little breezy towards the end of the day, and the women did have to play in a little bit more wind than normal, but we had maybe one hole of light drizzle. Um, It still is not looking promising for the rest of the week, but it hasn't been looking promising this whole week. So, fingers crossed it stays like this as we go into days three and four, but boy, on both sides did we have a lot of things shaken up on the leaderboard. Early in the round today, it looked like Paige Pierce was going to take a massive lead going into day three, but towards the end of the round hit the brakes a little bit. She took a double bogey on 15, another double bogey on hole 18. Unfortunately, Valerie Mandejano was not able to continue executing and pushing the gas. She's actually dropped down to fourth place, but Deanne Carey was able to shoot a solid four under par round today and it snuck up into second place. So going into round three, Page still only has that five-stroke lead. Still pretty insurmountable considering his Page, but there's a lot that can go wrong out here. Players are going to have to make a move tomorrow if they want to challenge her for the championship. If she goes into round four with a five-stroke or more lead, it's over. You might as well put that in the record books then. But if someone can cut that to two or three things get interesting. On the MPO side, some of the bigger name players really showed up to play today. We had Chris Dickerson shooting an 11 under par to put him at 17 under for the championship so far. He's sitting in the solo lead three strokes clear of his next closest competitor, which is Ricky Wysocki and Terry Roethlisberger. Terry fell off a little bit today, shooting only four under, whereas Ricky was able to storm back with a nine under par. Paul was looking good on a similar pace until he got to hole 17 through two backhand drives into the same exact tree branch. Both fell OB. He ended up triple bogeying that hole. He's fallen off pace a little bit. And a familiar name to the USDGC, Martin Hendel, Canadian player, shot eight down out here. He's made some runs in the past before. He's sitting at 13-under par. That's going to round out your lead card. But some other familiar names were making a push. We had Drew Gibson pop off a 9-under par, James Conner with a 7-under, Joel Freeman snuck up there, Bradley Williams, Simon Lazat, Eagle McMahon, and Paul McBeth all were able to push up uh, and at least move up spots into that top eight uh, going into day three and day four. Tomorrow, depending on what the conditions do, could be a big day where a lot more big-name players keep pushing to the top, but things are really starting to get interesting out here like they always seem to do. Let's throw it back over to the Price Picks breakdown. And with that being said, let's jump right into the Price Pick breakdown. Don't forget to go over to PricePicks.com and use code GRIP to get a 100% match on up to your first $100 deposit. So the first $100, you deposit $100 for the first time, Boom, use code GRIP, you get another $100. Now you're playing Fantasy Disc Golf with $200. Surprise Pick is actually the first to offer daily Fantasy Disc Golf. Uh, You pick two to five players and an over, under on their projections, which is right now their uh, next round's score. And you can win up to 10x on any entries. For USDGC week, if you pick alongside us, might not be the best idea, and it hits, you'll get a 25% bonus on the payout. Meaning if you win $100, you'll be getting $125 just for picking the same things that Trevor and or I pick now for the second day in a row yesterday's picks it didn't go so well maybe if i turn into a song it'll I hide like my lo- pain i like that little sting that you did it'll there. hide I my like pain team.
1: we're we're owing to
0: look nate Sexton, guaranteed guaranteed pick for me i was so so positive and yet here i am negative negative uh, he ended up shooting a 65. I had him at the 61 under. Paige Pierce thought it was guaranteed the 65 and a half under. Even going into hole 18, it looked like there was a chance. And then, boom, ripped my heart out and step on it with a double bogey. She's at 68. Paul Yulibari, thank you. Um, but also, I'm sorry because I took the over and it hit. 72.
1: Yeah, it was Holy
0: rough Holy smokes. Uh, and then the Brody Smith under, I was feeling confident. Shouldn't have been. Uh, he shot a 70 out there. So basically, Yuli was the only one that pulled through for me, and I'm kind of <laughs> sad, though, because that means Yuli played bad.
1: Yeah, it didn't go well for me either. Uh, I also had the Sexton under miss. I had the Kona over miss. Um, I did get the Missy Gannon under and the Nico LaCastro under to both hit, and then I also missed the Brody Smith under. So You yeah. were closer than me. Yeah, I mean, it was two days in a row now. I, was, I think I was just one pick away from at least um, a win. So, so let me yeah. walk
0: you through what I'm thinking for today's round. Um, if you are being smart, you probably won't pick alongside me, but if you do... No, and, but you're due now. I am due now, We're and also do. I changed up the way... I changed up my picks, okay? Because the ones that I was feeling in my gut, I did the opposite of or just stayed away from, and I kind of just didn't think. So, I think this is going to go better for me, mm, except for good the Yuli. Sell, good sell, good Back-to-back overs. Let's make it three in a row. It's cakewalk. Three in a row. Yuli over. They have him at 63 today. Or, yeah, for today's round. So, I took the Yuli over. It also looks, as of right now, like the weather's going to be pretty bad. And Missy Gannon has shot a 69 two rounds in a row. They have her line at 69 and a half. So, I took the Missy Gannon over, thinking the rain's going to play it factored there. Ricky is my pick to win, which means he's going to come out hot tomorrow. I saw him after the round today. He looked fired up. He looked ready to go. He looked very happy. So, I took the the Ricky under. He's got to get to a 58, which is eight under par. Terrifying pick, but I'm not terrified to make it, so I did. And then Paige Pierce, 66. She's just got to get to three under par. Surely. Uh, Same thing I said yesterday. Here I am. Fool's gold. Fool me once. Shame on you. Fool me twice. Shame on me. So shame on me because I took the under yet again. So I got the Missy over, the Yuli over, the Ricky under, and the Page under, and I did it as a four pick flex play. Um, yep. So if you're feeling if you're feeling that,
1: there you go. I'm going for the five pick flex play again, Ooh. and I'm all I'm going to be a sucker for the unders again because you know I just like rooting for for good disc golf. It I is did, more fun to root for a player to play good, but I did uh, take the Sarah Hokum over sixty eight and a half, and mostly just because she disappointed me today and just so far because I picked her to win and she hasn't been winning, so that was. Just my spite. So that's, a, that's a spite. It pick. It was a spite pick, and those are never good. So that'll probably miss. But <laughs> uh, I've got Kevin Jones under sixty one and a half. I picked that because he popped off today, and I feel like I just had this feeling that Kevin Jones is going to get himself into the mix on like with the lead card. I really feel like he's going to go off tomorrow. Uh, I've got Drew under sixty one and a half because I always believed he was capable of that. So when he did it, didn't do it day one. I was kind of confused, but then today back on track. He's probably gonna be on Sports Center. Momentum. So I got I got the under sixty one and a half there. I've got Paul under fifty eight and a half. Uh I picked that one because Paul has to make a move tomorrow, and if he doesn't make a move, I'm already gonna be sad. So then I'd just be double sad. You know, we're just kind of working with the trend at if that If you're moment. already down, you might as well be down bad. Right. You know just, what I mean? Just kick me in the ribs. I'm already down. Uh and then I also have the page <laughs> pierce under. I feel like that is kind of my lock, honestly. I really like that page.
0: I don't pierce like up. when we call something a lock it's anymore. A lock. I don't like when we call stuff locks around here anymore. I will say the picks that I made on debate night for the finishing places, looking pretty good so far. Yeah,
1: mine's not, because Calvin Heimberg is- Yeah, I forgot to...
0: you did Calvin Heimberg. Heimberg
1: just forgot how to play disc golf, apparently. I don't know what's going
0: on. Yeah, it's not not looking too good. Uh, let's jump into our next segment, new segment for this week, um, the electric moment of the day, where we kind of, that was the, mm, mm, mm. nice, okay. I like that. Nice, mm-hmm. Electric moment of the day, which basically gives us a chance to tell you the highlight of our day. Yeah. So Connor, yet again, Trevor and I have been talking. What's your electric
2: moment of the day? My well, electric moment of the day is very theatrical. Oh yeah. Mm. What happened was we were on hole nine, following Paul's card. Paul Macbeth, that is. Paul Macbeth. Okay. And do you he, know him? I know of him.
1: <laughs> I work with I work closely with him. Well,
0: when when was the episode we did that joke?
1: I don't know Did what your name. The, the like name drop joke. Yeah, that was just like a few days ago, the Drew Gibson thing. It feels
0: like an eternity ago. That, that was right, literally
2: yesterday. It was, it was yesterday. it was yesterday's Holy podcast. Holy crap. Okay, so um, so yes, we know we know Paul fairly well. I know Paul fairly well. I've been to his house. But oh my God. So just Whoa. To let everybody know. what's his address? Yeah. Uh, so his social security card <laughs> number, number is. Anyway, so um he throws a shot on hole nine. It's very good. It's very good. All but parks it. It's like Fifteen, twenty feet. Mm. Hunter was there. I don't I know why I'm looking of, at it so a intensely. Lot of
1: disappointing shots on hole nine today. I'm glad you got to see something.
2: The only
0: disappointing well, we saw, thing we saw to the me about, disappointing shots on nine with you as well. My
1: goodness, we were there.
2: The most disappointing thing about hole nine is that nobody's hit the mozzarella sticks yet. And I that know. Hurts my heart. I want to see it so bad. Anyway, so Paul all but parks the hole. He turns around. He double finger finger guns me. Like double
1: finger. Guns. I thought <pissing> you said Drew did that. It was no, Paul? It was Paul. that's way it was Paul. cooler. Yeah, it was yeah, Paul
2: double finger guns me, proceeds to blow them off, and holster them while still making eye contact with me, eye contact with me, and I just hit him with a thumbs up. Did y'all have like? Did he have some kind of like bet or what? Or you just no? F- no. I, he just, I he think just he was just looking just in that direction it. and just started finger gunning. That's pretty. And cool. Hunter was looking down at his phone, so there I was to receive. I was tweeting. No, I know that. I know that felt good. That felt good. I liked it. It was electric. You could say it was electric.
1: Okay. Well, my electric moment is more of like electric in the sense like you're caught out in an electrical storm and you're just terrified (laughs) that you're going to get in the way of it. Um, And that was pretty much the uh, Nicola Castro just antics all day long. This guy, let me tell you, he is something else. He's something else, man. He throws a bad shot and he just gets really frustrated with himself. And I thought like everybody knows that, right? You're like yeah, duh, it's Nico. But you don't really know until you follow him closely and just see that he is like fighting a battle. Like there I mean, I literally watched him throw a bad drive on 12 and he was like uh he said he was like Starting to get frustrated, and then he just kind of said to him, like everything is to himself. Like he's not being really disrespectful to any other players. He doesn't direct it yeah, towards he any said players. He was
2: really kind to the other. Players. Yeah, he's
1: very nice to the players, but he like to himself goes, no, 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 you suck, you just suck, deal with it. <laughs> <laughs> you like, know
0: what? Same. Like
1: I and he, like he's like he talked himself down. But the most electric moment was you just suck. Deal with it. That was pretty electric. Well, actually, no. Two more electric moments. One was when he threw a shot toward it, it was a uh, whole 10. He was going for the Eagle and it clipped the branch um, and is basically landing short in a pile of geese. And he yells heads up like <laughs> as if, as if like that <laughs> is going to do anything like, and I was just like staring like what just happened? And so like, I don't think he hit any of the geese, but they all flew away. That's but funny. he yelled heads up as if he was worried somebody was going to get hit. And most electric moment was after hole 14, uh, I think he he threw a pretty bad he yanked a putter on that hole. It was inbounds but way right. And oh no, that's that's the hole where he said the whole thing about you suck just deal. With it. Oh, it was nice. fourteen. And uh he gets to fifteen and he goes sits under a tree all by himself, just like leaned up against it. It and I almost thought to myself he looks so at home under that tree that I'm like, I think he sits at that tree every year. He must. It must <laughs> be like home to him. And then he He's kind of muttering himself over there and eventually walks up near us and takes his umbrella and just stabs it into the ground like 10 times just so hard and so violently trying to get it to stick in. And like keep in mind this umbrella just kind of has a plastic end to it. It's not meant to and the ground isn't really that soft. So after like 10 attempts, he finally does it one more time and just falls over. (laughs) And he just leaves it there. And yeah, I mean, you want to talk about entertainment value. That guy, it's off the charts. He just walks around and you just feel it in the air. Like anything could happen at any time. <laughs> it was great. It was great. That's awesome. That's Did you so happen funny. to
0: whip out the stopwatch on any of his putts? I saw a lot of people so, asking you for it on no. Twitter.
1: Okay, first of all, everybody on Twitter was like arguing about Nico and like making so many Nico takes forever joke. I think here's what I think is happening. I think nico what i noticed at least is that nico just uses his 30 seconds like every single putt throws he takes a pretty normal amount of time um putts i think he just like i was kind of counting in my head a few times and he was pretty much right on 30 seconds at the longest so i think what happens is most pros take like five to ten seconds to just line up their putt and make like they're not taking a long time and he just every single time uses his like full 30 seconds there was not one time though that i was like oh my gosh it's been like a minute and a half and he hasn't throwing his putt. So I think that's kind of, and at the end of the day, it wasn't really that big of a deal. Like it's not like we were playing slow. Yeah. So I think there's a bit of an overreaction there. I think there may be circumstances because I do think the reason he takes a long time is because I think he has a little bit of trouble pulling the trigger. It's not just like it's a routine. It's like him psyching himself up to putt. So, I think that's why there are probably circumstances where he takes a long time because it's not like he's trying to. He just can't pull the trigger.
0: Yeah, he just needs to yeah. get himself ready to put it. Right. That yeah. makes sense. My electric moment of the day came when Connor and I were sitting uh, watching, I think it was Brody's card. Yeah, we were watching Brody's card tee off on hole eight, but they were waiting. And so we're sitting like on the hillside next to eight with was seven- that Brody's
2: card? Tre- was yeah, Trevor was there. Trevor was
0: That's there. Right. That's right. Didn't see it. <laughs> uh, and I start hearing, like, the crowd starts to get to a little louder behind me. So, I immediately whip my head around just in time to catch a, an orange disc fly through the Mando into the bucket on hole seven. It barely caught. Too. For the ace. Yeah, it was ele- It was electric. So it was the Drew Gibson ace on hole seven. Very if you haven't seen it, if you haven't seen it, there were several different angles of it that got captured. Uh, as of right now, he's the only player to ace hole seven, which means if someone else aces it, they'll split this. But there was a twenty five hundred dollar bounty.
1: Oh, it's a split.
0: If someone else hits, that's it. whack. Twenty five hundred dollar bounty. It should be First one. To and so it, Drew Gibson, it. as of right now, is getting twenty five hundred bucks. Which we looked at. Is it this year? That sixth place. Yeah, you had to get sixth place. What makes twenty to get twenty five hundred bucks? Wow. He did it in one shot. So wow. that was definitely entertaining. I wish I could have seen the entire shot in person. I Well, wish you I could have find about too. sixty did, but, angles on Drew. Yeah, Gibson's no, Instagram, I've seen it. Sorry. I've seen I've seen it many times on camera, but like I only got to see maybe the last eighty feet of the flight. I didn't turn around until after I heard it hit the chains. Uh, I just yeah, same. I didn't. I, didn't I barely like. It. I just kind of like as I was turning my head, like caught the disc yeah, also, coming through the mando and was going on in
1: the other side of the hill.
0: And I think I literally just said. Brody oh, wow, almost he aced, aced it. And I looked down and typed, Drew Gibson just ace whole
1: seven. <laughs> we know, you know what's crazy is Brody like flashed the basket on yeah. seven. Yeah, that was and crazy. And then immediately after, somebody chained out on 16 right on the other side yeah. of the road, and then the Drew ace happened. So it was like there was almost And I heard three.
0: Uh, Thomas City Gilbert. I didn't get to see this, but uh, Evan Bamford, one uh-huh. of the guys who played in the Boogie Rose battle, we ran into him. Oh, yeah, he was yeah. following the Thomas Gilbert card. Thomas Gilbert threw... Bad drive, second shot OB on 12, then threw in from the drop zone.
1: Oh, wow.
0: Yeah, it's like 370 feet. And allegedly, uh, he said that Snows Simon Lazat, yeah, and then Simon Lazat threw his drive OB on five and went for the island on five from like 600 feet away, made it, and then made his birdie putt. Oh, I've like, got to see carried that. The I don't know. I yeah. he said he
2: carried the water for like 570 feet yeah. or something. I got to I didn't see get that. to see that. Somebody Somebody heard, somebody's
1: got to have that. I heard account. a secondary story of that happening. If anybody can track down so, that footage, please, yeah. I need yeah, to see that. Yeah, he said that he was so <laughs> far back where his <laughs> drive went electric. out of bounds. it just went for that. That's the, a man who's just it. done with it. There was a helping tailwind, but still, that is crazy. Yeah, and saved the birdie off five. I that. I love I that. I was
0: like, how did I not see that? Oh, like, that, I'm so awesome. upset that I'm here and didn't get to witness that. Somebody's got to have that on their phone. I'm definitely going to watch it tomorrow because tomorrow's card, we got Paul McBeth, Eagle McMahon. This isn't the lead card. This is just like middle of the pack.
3: Third card, maybe?
0: Paul McBeth, Eagle McMahon, Nate Sexton, and Simon Lazat. Wow. What
2: an exciting card. Did you not know that yet? No, I didn't know that. Yeah, isn't that exciting? That is awesome.
1: Yeah. I bet you right now, I would...
2: Have fun, Brody Tracker. (laughs) Yeah.
1: (laughs) uh, Well, what time does that card... I got my... I might catch half their round. Though. I don't know. Does it have uh, round three? That is going to be electric. Their card probably goes off at like two something, and Brody's card's like it's
0: spinning. I'll tell you in a it'll second. It'll be. I'll, I'll see like half. Of You'll it. be able to get there for part of it.
1: Yeah, I would almost be willing to bet that the winner probably comes off of that this card.
0: Mm. So you don't think Ricky's going to win? That might be a good take. That's totally.
1: That's, that's totally just play the odds. Take. Mm, there's four <laughs> like superstars on one card, <laughs> and they're near the top. I still think Dickerson. Yeah, it's win. the
0: third card. I mean, the, that whole section is going to be sick. So, yeah. yes, the Nate, Paul, Eagle, Simon. The next card up is Bradley Williams, Joel Freeman, James Conrad, and Drew Gibson. And the lead cards, Martin Hendel, Terry Roethlisberger, Ricky, and Chris. Shout like,
2: out what to What a ridiculous tournament.
0: I'm going to yeah. say that the Simon, Eagle, Paul, Nate card has the biggest gallery. Oh,
2: There's easy. no way. Yeah, there's Easily no way. it doesn't. Yeah.
1: Easily. That, yeah, I'm like, so listen, excited to watch that card. Just
2: listen to the two cards that are ahead of, of Paul Simon, Eagle, yeah. and who was the other person? Nate and Nate Sexton. Th- th- those cards that are ahead of them. This this is the most ridiculous tournament of the year. It's ridiculous. I'm excited to
0: see Bradley Williams in the mix too. Yeah,
3: yeah. that's that's cool. That's crazy. And
0: a- Martin Hendel, he popped off a few years ago. Does, did Bradley
2: Williams always have a crush forehand?
0: No, but he was throwing it far today. Oh to my gosh! On whole we five, saw him
2: on whole he teed five. off, and it went it went so far. Yeah, it was crazy. Interesting. I trying to think, he,
0: he was on Drew's card. He was near yeah, where yeah, Drew's yeah, yeah. backhand buzz was landing yes. on hole five. It was it
2: was, it was it was like flat to high. It really was the furthest forehand for throw I'd seen on that hole, I think.
0: It was pretty crazy. Uh, Interesting. But, you know, day one, uh, I think I said it a little bit in the recap. Surprising to see the weather hold off tomorrow, or I guess technically today when you're listening to this. Not looking like
1: that's going to happen. I definitely want it. I... I'm okay with t- if if Saturday is like decent. I'm okay with tomorrow being an ugly day. It sounds like it seems like there's a chance of thunderstorms.
0: Hopefully, the thunderstorm part holds yeah, off. But that would not be cool. It looks like there's 60 to 80 percent chance of rain yeah.
1: basically all day. I'm down for like an ugly day to where like we see what these guys are made of. Yeah, and like and it, things just get shaken up even more.
0: It's definitely gonna be interesting. Um,
1: just every, it's like every time there's a round, you just basically roll the dice, and who knows what's gonna happen. One
0: thing, the other thing that was surprising to me is. We were walking with the Throw Pink Women's Championship card uh, mm-hmm. this morning. Initially, Paige Pierce, she, she was cracking a little bit. Valerie, Valerie Mandahano was right popping right off, now, right? Man.
1: She should be in it.
0: And then, whole seven, Paige missed the Mando completely. Literally walked all the way back to the like, road on seven. <laughs> put a towel over her head and was we just like, out of it. And I'm, th- I'm sitting there watching it going... Like, Valerie was stepping up. I'm like, if Val hits this and parks it, like, that is a huge momentum shift in Val's favor. I was literally tweeting it. Mm -hmm. I just typed Valerie's name into my tweet. This Hunter is cursed. I think I am. My Twitter needs to stop. Hunter is the curse. I typed Valerie's name into my Twitter. Boom. Pulls it. Misses the Mando. Mm -hmm. And so then she also took a four, and Valerie just never was able to kind of get back into it. Paige, at one point in this
1: round, was up eight strokes. Yeah, she... Paige is, is keeping people around because of that final stretch, taking the double at two doubles. Yeah. Um. But Here's the
0: thing that's cra- crazy, though. Deanne Carey and Heather Young are in second and third, next two closest. Neither of them are big power throwers.
1: Mm-mm. Well, they're keeping it at the disc and bounce. Yeah, they're just keeping their disc and bounce. Wa- we watched Heather for a while, and she just kind of plays smart. Yeah. Um. She just I, isn't
0: taking many risks. But that's the biggest thing is like, Page is getting so much farther down on a lot of these holes. Like we watched them play hole thirteen today, right? We watched like three cards come through. Connor and I did on hole thirteen. Were you there too? On no, 13. you had already left.
1: No, I, I watched. I watched a few cards come on thirteen. And
0: so they're coming through on thirteen, and so many of them were in great spots to go for the green. Yeah. But I think it would have required. It, requir- it would have been at like the edge of their distance, and so they just didn't do it. But then uh, Haley King went for it, and Page went for it. And it was just surprising though because you would see them like in insanely like just hyzer shots mm-hmm. from like 280. And they threw a layup around just because they were scared of having to push that much distance over OB the whole time. So stuff like that I think it makes it hard for me to picture anyone else winning because the other players I think could push Paige similarly are at least seven or eight strokes behind her. Maybe even more depending on who you're looking at. So I'm not 100% confident to say Paige has locked it down because a lock can happen tomorrow. Um but if she goes into the fourth round with a five-stroke or more lead,
1: it's over. Yeah. Uh, pretty pretty straightforward. Mm, I wouldn't say five strokes is safe. You can collapse very quickly. I wouldn't say five. I would say anything more than five and it's probably getting yeah to that point.
0: Yeah. Uh we'll we'll have to. We'll see we'll see what happens tomorrow. If she if she pulls ahead then Game and, over. Yeah, it
1: depends if she. It depends too if she's able to like play well tomorrow and gain momentum. Yeah. Like, yeah. So let's just that.
0: talk through my Twitter curse here. Okay, I'm yeah, actually I'm gonna what, go to my, my bring Twitter. Up? I'm gonna go to my Twitter. You
1: should start. You know what you should start doing is like anytime you start typing in something and you curse it, you should just save the draft so you just scroll through and see how many times. No, that's only happened like twice. My phone just broke. So then what that's is, only happened what twice. Are we
0: saying I'm then? tweeting stuff, and then the player is just like so making you, whatever so I do say have, like, is gone. Tweets, yeah. Yeah. Um let me just scroll down here okay um
1: just trying to find it's be a tough scene if you can't find any examples. oh no i
0: know at least one i know at least 3
2: okay Well, you can think of 3 well i can think of three times that it happened i can't think of exactly what it
1: was
0: then. well the one was the valerie i was typing the valerie that. and then the other one I was, was terry with you
1: when there was one
0: yeah you were with us and then there's terry terry Roethlisberger yesterday i tweeted his 7 for 7 and then he just kind of fell off after that. He only shot three under well, after that. Eight. That's not a full you, curse.
2: You, but you said you literally just like tweeted tweeted about how he was like doing well or whatever. And as soon as you finished tweeting it, he got an eight on the next hole. No, oh, that's
0: true. That's right. I forgot about that. Um, yeah. So I said, Page is even through two. Valerie's taking advantage. Lead is down to three early in the round. And then next hole, Valerie barely gets over the edge. Um, stay three behind. And then I tweeted about the momentum killer. Right after that, because then Valerie just messed up. So I put two tweets out about Val's round starting early. Messed up. You need to stop doing that there. Because uh, then my next hole was unfortunate hole for Valerie. After that double bogey, Paige is now eight stroke, clear the field.
1: <laughs> and then you curse um, Paige a little bit. I
0: curse Paige a little bit because I said, I really need Paige to birdie 18 for the under to hit. Yeah.
3: And she took, and she took a seven.
0: She took a, a seven. So and I was like, shoosh. really need the four. She took a seven. Uh, and then I, let's just actually, I haven't looked at this, but I tweeted about these two players, Austin Hannum and Bradley. Let's just see where they finished up today.
1: Bradley did well.
0: Um, Austin Hannum. Okay. So, okay. I didn't curse him. He was seven down through 12 finished eight under on our Bradley. Oh, Bradley Oberholzer. No idea where he is, but okay. So that's not a curse. Biggest curse is right here. I tweeted a scorecard of Andrew Marweed, six down through 10, and I said, the cookie monster is putting himself in the mix. I'm going to have to search his name. No, he's right here. He ended up finishing even because I sent that on hole 10, hole 11, he parred, hole 12, he quadruple bogeyed, hole 13, he bogeyed, hole 14, he double bogeyed
1: yeah that speaks for itself
0: so the proof's in the pudding if you have anyone that you really don't want to can we talk about how garrett well,
1: took a nine
0: today i didn't even see that yeah he took a nine on hole ten eleven no it is ten he took a nine how do you how do you take a nine he on 10? drop zone shot yeah he must have struggled on the drop zone shots oh. and he still shot under par
1: nice with a nine on ten that, that is ridiculous. you hate to do that oh my gosh he and should be in brutal. it right now he should literally be in it right now yeah I hate that
0: that's brutal. All right. So going into the rest of the tournament, we have Chris Dickerson in the lead, three show clear of the field, Ricky, Terry, but there's a whole slew of players that are still in this thing. Yeah. There's a ton. Sitting right now, who's taking down the tournament?
1: I'm sticking with my original pick, and that's Dickerson. I think Dickerson? Di- I think Dickerson separates tomorrow if there's bad weather, and then I think he just has to hold on round four, and he can do that. He's proven it. So I'm sticking
0: with my original pick. I think Ricky... I think Ricky's going to continue pushing. Uh, I saw him at his booth after today. He looked hungry. He looked ready. Mm. I definitely think Paul is going to get himself in the mix. Um, I don't I think hope so, man. I don't think he is. I would love to see Paul win. I think he shoots another five hundred. But he just he struggled on eight on seventeen today for no reason. He was at, at one point he was in the solo lead, but regardless, that's not really. <laughs> he was the doing point. really good. Um,
2: it was until seventeen.
0: I do think Chris is going to kind of stay in the mix. I think Chris is going to end up in fourth place for this tournament. I think Oof. Ricky's going to win. I think Paul's going to come in about second. And Terry Roethlisberger, I'm changing it. I said top 20. I think he's going to finish top 10 now. Okay. He, he's 14 down through two rounds. I think he'll shoot another couple under tomorrow. He I think he's going to slowly trickle down the leaderboard if that makes sense. Okay. So he went 10 so 4. Now I think he'll probably shoot like 3 to 4 under tomorrow unless weather's really bad. He'll he'll shoot a few off the pace every day mm. to where he's like just slowly drops down and ends up in like Eighth, ninth place, something Dang. like that. That's why I think which no will still be, great, still be a great still be a great finish for Terry.
1: That's no solace for him.
0: Um wind on the bright side, tomorrow the wind looks calm. The wind today also said it was calm, but towards the afternoon it did pick up a little bit. It wasn't bad though. We'll wind, the wind
1: has still not been like to the point where you're like, oh my gosh, no. this could do anything. That is correct.
0: <laughs> the wind, the wind's been enough to make players know it's there and think right. about it, but, but it hasn't been enough to truly, truly affect shots. I haven't, yeah,
1: I haven't seen a shot where I'm like that's just on the wind right there. It's more so like the wind was in your head.
0: Yeah, the wind makes players adjust their shot, their putt, whatever, and then over adjust or something yeah. and mess up. Um, one final thing that starts today, this morning, is the Dean's Cup. You might be wondering, what is the Dean's Cup? So let's actually throw it over to Trevor, who was. will give you an explanation of what the Dean's Cup is and actually interview two of the teams who are going to be playing in today's matchups.
1: So we're out here at the scene of USDGC at Winthrop Gold. But a lot of people don't know there's actually another event going on this weekend, one that is very close to my heart, and that is the Dean's Cup. So a lot of you probably haven't heard of it, but the Dean's Cup is an invite-only collegiate doubles tournament where teams are invited from across the country, typically some of the better teams in the country. Uh, This year I believe there's been four invited. and they're going to have a chance to come out here and compete in an awesome event. Uh, it's not a super you know, high-stakes event. It's kind of mostly for team pride, but it's a very special event because you get a chance to play a course that the pros are out here playing right now. There's a, a lot of cool things set up, and uh, you get to feel a part of USDGC during your college years and get a taste of what it could be if you get to compete in that event later on. Uh, a lot of you probably aren't familiar with the collegiate doubles format, so I'll kind of explain what that is. Basically, collegiate doubles... Probably the easiest way to think about it is an alternate shot scramble. So you have teams of four, and those teams of four are are split in half into two sets of partners. Uh, Each partner, each set of partners, will take uh, odds or evens for the tees. Um, So if me and my partner were taking, you know, hole one, next team would take hole two. And after you both throw your tee shot, the other set of partners, uh, they will pick from which shot was better. And then you play alternate shot from there. So it's it's like a scramble combined with an alternate shot. It sounds confusing, but it's really not. And it, it is actually a very entertaining and you know difficult to play uh, format for disc golf. I think it's one of my favorites personally. The Dean's Cup is going on Friday and Saturday this weekend. It's going to be four teams, Uh, just bracket play, single elimination. So if you win, you advance and you got to win all your matchups to uh, win the championship. Unfortunately, I was never able to win the finals, but I did did have a, a little bit of success out here in the Dean's Cup and it is a ton of fun. You know, that's half the point of being out here is getting to throw these shots that the pros throw. So yeah, if you are keeping up with our social media, we'll be following the Dean's Cup and uh, trying to give you some insight into that event and kind of highlight a really cool event that gets overshadowed by the, by the USDGC, but I think deserves a little more credit for such a cool opportunity. And uh, if you're playing Collegiate Disc Golf, this is something that you can look forward to and hopefully strive to getting invited to someday. So now I've kind of explained a little bit about the Dean's Cup. Let's throw it over to some interviews that we got to meet some of the teams and see what they're thinking heading into the event. All right, we're here at Winthrop Gold, the set of the USDGC, but also the set of the Dean's Cup, and that's what we're focusing on here. So I'm here with the team from Missouri S&T. This is Cameron. So, Cameron, what are you you feeling coming into this event? This is obviously a super special event. Uh, The setting is a little bit different than the other ones you might play in. Uh, How does that kind of, you know, being at such a historic course, play into the way you guys are feeling uh, for this event?
2: Yeah, sure. Uh, this is my first Dean's Cup actually, but Nationals was a, a great start for that. Um, it is such a prestigious event. I think we're feeling good. We came off a, a good tournament at Nationals in, in Marion, so we're pretty confident. Uh, we're practicing the course, so we feel pretty good.
1: Awesome. Solid. So I, I do have a question I, I like to ask a lot of the players coming to Dean's Cup. Obviously, you've probably seen some of these holes before, kind of know about this course. Um, what are the holes that you're most looking forward to attacking?
2: attacking I mean that's strong word but uh I'd probably say I mean like seven right behind us it's one that we definitely want to attack but it's scary because if you miss the mando I mean penalty comes with it but one three seven those are the ones that they're shorter they're attackable but they're also dangerous
1: all right all right sounds good and final question are you hitting 17 in one try absolutely all right there you have Missouri S&T good luck out there thanks All right, we're here at the Dean's Cup. Now I've got Texas A&M here. This is T, and now T, I've got the first question for you is, what do you think the keys are to winning out here in this doubles tournament?
3: I think it's pretty obvious, but there's a lot of OB, especially like once you move to like eight and nine, that's going to mess around. Um, But I think also finally going back to collegiate doubles is going to be a lot of fun, and so hitting your partners well. Um, And then hitting that alternating doubles is gonna be a lot of fun to watch And so I think that's key is hitting each other pretty well.
1: Yeah Uh, now So hunter and I we used to play quite a bit of collegiate doubles and we like to kind of discuss double strategy uh, Because the guys that play collegiate doubles. They know a little bit more about doubles I think than anybody else. So here's my scenario for you You got a 60-foot putt you and your partner are looking it up Do you lay up the first time and run the second run the first run them both? What's the strategy?
3: Uh, first person for us is always going to run it because hopefully they hit metal. If it hits metal, it sits and the second person can run it. Um, but if they're like me, they're probably going to miss it real bad. And so second person will have to lay up.
1: That's that is the correct answer. We, we go back and forth on that with people, but it's always run it first. See what happens. Uh, so what hole are you most looking forward to playing out here?
3: Um, I think there's a lot of fun holes. I think We're me and my partner taking evens, and so I'm really excited to attack ten. I know if Hunter can get it, I could probably get it. Uh, No, I'm just messing. (laughs) But I think that's gonna be attackable. And then uh, this guy behind me, he can ace just about anything, and so he's taking like like a hole one, a hole three, and so I'm excited to see what he can do on those holes.
1: All right, and then final question, same as them. Are you gonna get 17 in one try? Uh, yeah. All right, very confident. Oh, okay, very confident. This is Texas A&M. Good luck out there, guys. So definitely
0: an exciting time for uh, these four collegiate teams. Um, Follow us along on Instagram today. We're going to be getting some of their shots up on Instagram as well as Trevor's going to be doing kind of check-ins, letting you know what's going down, what's happening. Um, They might be able to tee off before the rain and stuff gets too bad. Uh, But it's just a a fun event, and it's a true honor to be a part of um, as a collegiate team. So these Mm -hmm. four teams that are here, uh, they all are going to be playing kind of with a chip on their shoulder because like you had said in in the like pre part of that um, it is just for school pride yeah uh, it's just it's it doesn't go on your record for the year doesn't play anything for your rank at nationals confidence builder it's just that you know you showed up and you won dean's cup Mm -hmm. uh you did
1: it at winthrop gold it's definitely a good confidence builder and it's a good like bragging right well yeah and if you're anybody but georgia you have a chance to beat the national champ early in the season so yeah it's a good place to see where you're at
0: yeah so it definitely is something interesting and fun to keep an eye on and it's awesome I think that Innova allows them to continue to do that uh, we got to play in it a few times and it was some of the best memories of my collegiate disc golf it's in a great time. career it's, it's just uh, time. yeah it's awesome so we'll be out there bright and early I think they tee off at 740 and 750 um, and you know the bracket play basically the matchups will just be stroke play and whoever walks away victorious will face on championship Saturday yep. and one of them walk away Dean's Cup champion Yep. Uh, so hopefully you've enjoyed this segment. Hopefully you also enjoy the coverage of college disc golf, get a little bit of a glimpse into that world as the season continues to roll on. Um, it's definitely something we want to bring more light to and talk about more because I think it's a big, big part in the future of disc golf. But we'll see what round three has I know you hate what I'm about to say, but it's moving day out here. Players are gonna be problem with that. That's Brody. Players are gonna be shaking stuff up. Uh, <laughs> I don't hate that. That's fine. <laughs> uh, players are gonna be moving all over the leaderboard, um, and I think we're gonna we're gonna see what people are really made of because unless something crazy happens, we're gonna be seeing Raincoat Rick and Wet Poodle Calvin out there. Mm. And well, I guess we won't really be. We're seeing not really gonna Calvin. see Calvin. We'll see a single bit of that. He'll be out there. You know, we'll we'll see him in spirit. Uh, we're going to see what the players are made of. This is this is when the... the What what would Pete May say in this moment, Connor? Uh, I'm going to let you come up with a what Pete would May he phrase. Say? What would he say? Because I was about to say the heart of a champion, but I feel like he would have a better phrase. I'll put you on the spot.
2: This is where you find out what the soul and endurance of a player is made of. I love it. Mm, okay, yeah, that there
0: sounds pretty Pete May. Beautiful. All right, we'll see you right back here. Same time, same place tomorrow where we'll break down what happened in round three and what you can expect in the final day on Championship Saturday.